Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode number 67 of the Forever Strength Podcast. I'm Andrew Coates. I got Bailey Lau with me. And we've brought one of our members, a guest and a friend on, Joanne Peters. Joanne is not only a, you know, has been a member of our program in the past, but also is you, you yourself are a coach. You've been a coach for a while and you're the assistant coach uh, to my friend, Matt Manti. Uh, who's the owner of the Armory in Didsbury, Alberta, which is really cool. And I'm actually yes. excited you guys are going to bring me out to do a talk at your your uh, first anniversary because you guys obviously rebranded the gym. We did. And uh, that's going to be in Kananaskis. So it'll be my first visit to Kananaskis. So I can't wait. Oh, you're in for a treat. But uh, honestly, it's great to have you on. We really appreciate it. So I'm going to deflect to Bailey's questions. Yes, first as always. John, what got you into fitness? Uh, well, I've, I've been active all my life, um, you know, uh, played volleyball growing up, um, stayed very active. Actually, even uh, I got married quite young, had a family uh, in my 20s to late 20s, um, tried to stay active with them, that sort of thing. Um, got into martial arts in my 30s and actually earned my black belt in my when I was I think I was 42 when I earned my black belt in Wadokai Karate. But uh, got injured. Um, ha- I've, I've got some knee issues. You see me if, if I post any videos, I'm wearing a knee brace quite often. Um, and then just kind of got discouraged with that. It was it was really difficult. There's so much uh, that wear and tear on knees. And um, started strength training actually, I guess, six years ago, and absolutely loved it. I was looking for something that was a little more uh, friendly on, on knees, something that would I've always been interested in being strong. Uh, basically, just wanted to see how strong I could be, um, what I could actually do, and not just um, compete. I guess so. That's that was the real that was the real draw for that. Was the finding something that was easier on the on the knee? Easier on the knees and being strong. I I always really liked the idea of you know I you, you I'd see women that could do chin ups. Um, deadlifting, and I always thought, oh man, that would be so cool. But uh, thinking, well, that's 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 not going to be an opportunity for me. And then I did get the opportunity, and um, absolutely, our our favorite expression is, I'm totally infected with it. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's I love doing it. I love uh, the empowerment of it. I love the overall um, health benefits, both mentally, emotionally, physically all of that. And I've always wanted to, to stay healthy, to be healthy. I've learned a lot more about uh, what all goes into that. Um, You know, growing up in the eighties, there was a lot of misinformation, a lot of, uh, you know, what, what health looked like and what you had to do to be healthy. And um, it's been a, it's been a real journey that way, but I guess just trying to to stay healthy and to be fit and to be strong, no matter what stage of life I'm at. That's that's what my goal has always been. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of women have that same sort of thought? Oh, that would be cool. I would love to do that. But I don't think I could do that. That's not for me. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, there's this still this this misconception that you're going to get huge. You're going to be so big and bulky is still the word we hear all the time. Um, and you know, and I, I had people tell me that as well, um, that, oh, you don't, don't, you don't, you don't want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, 
that's not ever going to happen. <laughs> and, and this idea that you're going to be this massive um, and that there's, there's a downside to being strong. And for me, I just wanted my, my biggest goal was just to see how strong I could be. And um, I think there's a lot of women that, that want to be strong but they don't really think it's attainable for them. They think they have to dedicate their whole life to it, or it's going to be, uh, you know, something that, that I guess really takes away from their life instead of enhancing it and adding to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you find that with group training that that's sort of like a, an easier access point? I think it is. I think, uh, especially for women, the idea of a uh, supportive community um, is, is, really a positive thing and an encouraging thing. And it makes it feel um, less threatening, maybe less intimidating. Um, and just the, even as a cost effective, you know, one-on-one -on -one personal training is very expensive. And if you can get into a group, some form of group situation, whether it's just a few people, whether it's a larger group uh, and you can try different things. I think that's a, a real draw for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, do you mind me asking how you hurt your knee? Oh, yeah. No, not a problem at all. Um, there, I mean, there's some genetic components to it. Both my parents had knee replacements done. Um, but it was way back in, in high school. I dislocated uh, my knee. Um, my kneecap ended up in a place it really shouldn't have been. It did immediately snap back and it was playing volleyball. I think the first three or three times that happened, it was it was in volleyball. Um, generally when I was jumping, um, and coming back down, but I've hurt, I've, I've blown it just, uh, you know, jumping off of something running. Um, and then, um, now I've had x-rays done that show there's some, especially in my right knee, there's some fairly advanced osteoarthritis. So my goals have switched to, um, you know, oh, let's see how much I can squat and for how many reps to more um, continuing to be able to squat at full depth, maybe a lot lighter, uh, moving without pain, being able to sleep well, that sort of thing. But it's, um, I wish I had a really spectacular story for how I blew my knee out or why it's, it's a problem, but it's more just uh, a lot of wear and tear over time. Um, and I think that that without pain thing that you mentioned is a big thing and people don't realize that strength training is definitely one of the things that you want to do in order to be without pain. Do you yes. find that's pretty common with the people you work with as well? Well, I had a lot of people, uh, you know, because when I initially started strength training, um, my, the, the supporting muscles for my knee were very weak. And so it was really important that I had a coach that could dial it back for me because I do like to push myself. And um, I did have a couple of healthcare professionals, a specialist, two specialists tell me that if I had not been strength training, I'd likely be walking with a cane. And um, I mean, I, I'm 55 at the end of the month. I don't want to be walking with a cane just yet. So when my knee started acting up, because arthritis flares up, it'll flare and then it'll settle down, it will flare. And I had quite an extended one. And I had quite a few people, not in the strength training community, but uh, outside of that say, well, it, this is what happens. You know, this is when you're squatting, you know, you're putting too much pressure on your knee and 
gee, I guess you'll have to stop now and find something else to do. And I would tell them, I'll refer you to my sports medicine specialist who told me that this is the best thing I can keep doing. Find to focus on what you can do. There was quite a while where my lower body training days were very limited. Um, but, you know, I did chin-ups variations three times a week and I got pretty good at chin-ups. You know, there's, there's focusing on what you can do. Even the shift in that mindset for me has been very empowering that there's always going to be times in your life where there's big challenges, maybe preventing you from doing things you want to do, but then you just focus on what you can do. And I think that's been another huge benefit of it. Yeah. Is probably half interested in this because she's recently had her own ACL reconstruction. Right. And what you described is what she did, right? It's like tons of bench pressing, (laughs) lots of chin up work. And there's also another thing as well. If anybody's interested, I have a deeper resource on this, but if you have one limb that is injured, right, one joint, you can train the other. And instead of having one limb that'll wither away because you're not trained it, the other like ridiculously muscular, there's actually a neurological effect, sometimes referred to as cross-education, which actually helps preserve the muscle tissue, muscle thickness and strength especially if there's a lot of research in forearms and lower uh, lower legs um, for you know eight to 12 week periods uh, when they're in a cast. So they're, they're literally immobilized. And we see actually a much, much better sparing of loss against loss if we still train the other limb. So, and on top of that, how discouraging is it? How many people get an injury and then quit all training altogether? They just stop. Right. So it's keeping up the habit. What are the other benefits? The metabolic health benefits of continuing to work out, the mood, the mental health benefits. So it's actually why I really care about this. So if anybody's interested, message me. I will literally send you this resource that I built based on the research. And it's a program if you're dealing with either an upper body or a lower body limb injury. I myself recently been dealing with some injuries. I I hurt my knee. Everybody here has got some busted up knees. So but back to the program. And, and I think that's a really good point that there is uh, there is benefit to the injured limb to keep training. You know, it, even if, if I would have quit, I can tell you right now that my mental state would not be nearly as strong. I would I would not be happy. Um, you know, you, you see people working out that that are missing a limb or in a wheelchair or so, you know, if I, I just figured, well, I've got one sore knee, the other one apparently became very, you know, was overused a little bit compensating, it started getting sore. Well, then I did what I could do lower body and my upper body, there's no injuries really there. Um, I focused on that. And you're right, my, my, uh, you you do transfer, no matter what you're doing, it's going to help your overall health, not, you don't have to stop just because of one thing. Yeah. And do you find that because you've had to modify and work around an injury that it's been better for your coaching? Oh, by far. I've said that numerous times. I am a better coach um, because of this, not just because I know what it feels like to have an injury, but, um, you know, or even the how tough it can be to just come in and watch other people say deadlift and you're not, you're back doing those chin ups. Um but I'm much quicker and better at modifying, um, you know, for someone, if they've got an injury or if they start talking about something that's bothering them, um, I have such a much better toolkit that I can, that I can go to um, or questions to ask them, or uh, just even when they know that 
you know, I can't grab my foot, wrap it around my head. And, you know, there's a little bit more of a, of being able to relate to them, I guess. Yeah. Which is, you're right. It's a really good tool. You practice it a little bit on yourself and then it's easier to apply. Right. Um, yeah. To another person. Um, so I wanted to know a little bit more about Andrew mentioned at the beginning that you're an assistant coach in your gym. What does that look like? Well, there's only two of us. It's a, it's a, a small fitness studio. So it's not an open commercial gym, you know, with a fob. It's not like that. We have a private membership. Um, so we have set class times. Uh, we have a, a few different types of memberships, depending on what your goals are or how many times you want to come in. Uh, but the way it works right now is Matt and I split the classes. So uh, I'll work the, the mornings. We start at 6 a.m. So three, if I'm there three times in the morning and two evenings one week, then the next week it's two mornings and three evenings is generally how it works. And then we alternate the Saturday class. Um, it just becomes... Uh, really easy when one of us is gone because then the other person just coaches everything. Yeah. <laughs> so then the schedule is pretty straightforward. It's not easy. It's exhausting, but, um, but I love it. You know, it's, it's, you guys know too, when you're, when you're coaching, it is, it is tiring. It is, um, but it is probably the, um, the thing I've done that I am most proud of. So yeah, I, I coach, um, Matt does most of the programming. I have input, we bounce ideas off each other. I'll bring him things, sometimes things I've seen if Andrew's posted something or, you know, uh, what do you think about this? Another way that I've learned a lot about, hey, what do you think about this move? And then we realize that coaching that in a large group isn't gonna work, but we could probably bring that, bring that into our, our smaller groups to our personal team training. Yeah. So that's that's how that works. And yeah, I absolutely love it. Have you guys dove into Luca Hosovar's uh training resources, small group program stuff? Yes, we've we've I know I know Matt specifically has has done that. Um he did actually quite a bit before we even rebranded. Um I would say for the last year to 18 months before we rebranded, Matt was doing all of the programming anyways, just because we, we know our population and we know what works best. Um, and in our space, um, but we, we constantly are looking at other resources and what, what can we do better? What can we bring in? Um, what's going to be most effective? What's going to be the safest for our clients, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so do you find with your in-group person that that may that's a bit different than, you know, when you work in our program? Well, the, the online that I did with you guys, which I really enjoyed, by the way, um, it is, it is different in person just because uh, the way we, we run the classes is different. We don't have, um, you know, people coming in and deciding for themselves what they're doing that day. We have a set program, which of course we modify depending on, um, if somebody has some restrictions or injuries or just something isn't feeling right. Uh, the thing I loved about going in and doing the online training was having the whole facility to myself yeah. because I can train in between classes or when there's no class. So um, that was one thing with your online group, um, our Facebook group that we had for the Forever Strength program um, that I really I don't think had given a lot of thought to was when someone said yeah I went to the gym and all the squat racks were taken up and all the you know and I couldn't do the program so I did this instead um 
I'm really fortunate that I train in an empty facility a lot of the time. I've, I've trained Matt as well online. One yes. And yeah. so I've seen it. Like I've seen the video, his split squats, him doing inverted rows with his kids, like oh. him or pushing them on the sled or all this stuff. So I've actually seen a lot of video of you guys facility. So it's, it's, yeah. it's cool to see. And we, we do get together. We generally on Sundays, he brings his boys. Um, I mean, really they have no idea how fortunate they are with the, they, it's just a big playground to them. Um, and they're all over the, the squat rack. They're hanging from the bars um, doing that while we're either brainstorming, you know, for programming or uh, doing a coach's workout, um, which is, I mean, you've seen Matt do the split squats with the 75 pound dumbbells. A coach's workout with Matt is, is definitely a different level. <laughs> so you've done the workouts with him? Yes, I have. Um, and, and that's the other nice thing about having uh, an option of on Sundays or whenever we're both down there is then some of the things I can go a little heavier or ask for a spot or just uh, a form check. Because one thing I really, really enjoyed about your program um, with all the um, suggestions for exercise swap outs that you had and um, your videos, uh, if Matt wasn't there, I could, if I had an idea or a, a question on my form, I could video it and then I would bring up your instruction video on my screen like this and I'd hold my phone beside it so I could look back and forth between your form and my form and then um, kind of, you know, one of these things is not like the other, play that game and see where I needed to to dial my form in better. So mm -hmm. it actually helped me as a coach as well to to try and spot those things. So uh, really, yeah, really appreciated that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's totally a coach thing to do. Someone that's not a coach would just post their video in Facebook and say, is this okay? Right. <laughs> Which is great. Both ways are great. I do that at times too. I'll take my video. If Matt's working in the office upstairs, I'll take my phone upstairs and I do that. <laughs> you know, what do you think coach? But um, yeah, the, I thought the videos were, were well done and, and easy to follow. So I really appreciated that. When you reached out to me about wanting to do it, you asked if it was okay because you explicitly said your goal was to experience the program and see how we did it as well with the potential idea. And we've encouraged coaches. We've been very transparent. We've had several coaches do it to, to learn from how we did it. And I always say, come do it, learn from it, do it better. Like, find your own way of delivering this because we have a huge universe of people who need support and help. And I, I right. don't think the competition at all. So we've always been really grateful. Any coach that's come in, done one of our rounds and, you know, that supports us. They participate in everything and then they're going off. And, and if you have taken skills or ideas or frameworks, or it's inspired something that helps you serve more people, we love that. We think that's the best thing. And I think that's amazing because to me, that was in the industry I came from, it was oil and gas and manufacturing before I became a coach. Um, I've been a coach for about the last five, five and a half years. That kind of attitude where it was, you know, no, come in, learn from us, like totally, uh, you know, that's why I wanted to be very transparent because I didn't want to feel like I was, you know, going behind your back or this is, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to take stuff. And you were so... Uh, no, no, no. Like if there's anything you need and questions you have, and that's something I've really, um, 
I guess, been a little gobsmacked about this industry. And I'm sure there are, you know, there's not everybody's going to be like that. But even at your event, at the Evolve Strength event that Matt and I attended, um, the the authentic and sincere uh, desire of the, you know, some of these big names to actually talk, listen, you know, freely give whatever they could and, uh, you know, follow up with email, answer questions, um, to, to me was was I, a little unexpected, mm -hmm. um, but but really cool. I put a lot of thought into who the speakers were for that event. Like, oh, I bet. A lot of deliberateness there. Um, virtually all are actually fairly good friends of mine. Krista Scott Dixon is someone who I we interacted before we hadn't met, but obviously I hold her in great reverence. I think she's an incredible influence mm -hmm. of our whole industry. She didn't disappoint. She was dynamite. But, you know, I knew like Dodd Saladito. Dodd, right. go, anyone listening, go look at Ryan Reynolds, the actor, Deadpool, <laughs> his social media this week. He shouts out Dodd, his trader. You know, Dodd is like turns down Hollywood celebrities at this point. He has worked with God. I mean, what, uh, former mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg. I'm uh, pretty sure it was Calvin Klein he was training and uh, half the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And here's Dodd. Yes. Took one-on-one -on -one time at this event, looking at people's Instagrams or websites and giving information and help and practical solutions in real time for them. And he loved it. He, he had a really fun time. And he flew in from New York. Getting to Edmonton from New York, it's not a direct flight. So, I mean, anyone listening who's interested in next year, we're already starting to plan next year. But that's a little bit of a sidetrack thing. So I'm just really glad you enjoyed it. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. It was the first one I'd been able to attend since becoming a coach and uh i gotta say you set the bar pretty high that's yeah. a good thing <laughs> yeah oh for sure yeah bailey probably had similar experience because bailey's first one was raised the bar in dallas earlier this year oh with with jordan syatt molly yeah. galbraith were yeah 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 exactly yeah it's awesome to see you know coaches are willing to share their experiences, the knowledge that they've gained, all that kind of stuff. And those conferences are definitely a way to find it. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the group training then, and, you know, people learning from people, is there anything in our group that you think could be improved? Oh boy. I'm putting you on the spot, but you um, know, for the sake of growth, right? Not off the top of my head. I mean, I know you brought out an app, um, to, to use with your, with your programming. And I think that would have been my only, you know, is, is have you considered bringing in an app? Um, and I know you've got that now. So I think, uh, you know, I think you guys did a, did an excellent job. Um, I think it, it was, had I not been a coach, the idea of reps in reserve would have been a, a good skill to learn. I think I would have had a lot more questions. Um, mm -hmm. I really appreciated your Facebook group, which um, I was, I'm really enjoying still being a part of uh, the, the supportive community on there. I don't think people realize that uh, when you're part of a group like this and there is a Facebook, uh, like a private page, that that is so much added value in there. Um, and not just from a, you know, circle the wagons, um, you know, kind of supportive place, but a place to ask questions and a place to um, to take the risk of, of posting a video where your form isn't great or uh, every time there was an answer, even if it wasn't you, if it was somebody from your group, 
um, I was really impressed with, you know, the, the sincerity and the professionalism. So I would say, you know, you brought your app in, I would say, I, I really wouldn't have anything that I'd say, um, you know, I would, I would do differently. There's, here's something from both the coach and the client side of things that I think is really relevant for the coach. Coaches have this irrepressible desire to give more, to, yeah. give more, to take <laughs> the client who's struggling and to gently squeeze them and pull them along and force feed everything, right? Because mm -hmm. we think, well, that's adding value. And we also, here's the danger. We believe that the time we spend working with the client or on the client or somehow is where we drive our value from. And actually as a coach and as a client, it's actually good to recognize something else. The value is in the result. And how many people, the problem is not, not too much support, but the problem is too much stuff going on in their world, in their life. So right. I try to more and more look at it through the lens of how can I reduce the friction, the, the energy of activation to get someone a moving and to keep them going. And what Bailey and I, I, I feel like we agree on it. You know, we've talked about this past is not overcomplicating the process, making it really accessible, easy to use, and really straightforward. We don't put a whole bunch of really complex, weird exercises or change them up frequently through our program. We actually keep the program very similar. And right. people question it at first, but then they kind of get into it. They realize, oh, this gets challenging. And then nobody complains after <laughs> five weeks because they realize, wait a second, I'm actually doing really well here. And then they notice, whoa, I'm getting really good results at a shorter time frame. But I used to change up everything all the time, but this is better. So I'm a big believer in let's let's break that that thing where we equate how much time we all spend or how much time is spent on us versus the result and the benefit we're getting from it. If we can make this easier for the busy person, the, the busy single parent, et cetera, it's going to make things a whole lot better. It's it, right. a really good example. Would you rather drive into a place uh, to get your, your oil changed in your car? What would you rather? It take them four hours or like eight minutes? Like I would pay more to get my oil changed in eight minutes that I would if it took them four hours, right? Right. So if we start thinking about it in those terms, how can we actually make this really efficient on both ends for the person? And do you think that that's where some people were not used to, like your style of programming is very much how we would do it. I could do your programming in about the same time as I was doing when I was part of the group training or when Matt himself was writing my program. So it felt very familiar to me. But I, I did notice comments in the in the page, you know, that it just didn't seem to take very long. And is that the people that are used to working out for 90 minutes or two hours and they are getting it done in 45 minutes and wondering, really? did they even get a workout? They, they will tell um, you. Yeah. No, it's usually because they're not lifting enough weight so that they don't okay. <laughs> as long. Like, they, you know, they're picking up... If, 50% of what they should be taking and then resting for 30 seconds and thinking, oh, I'm ready to go. Whereas if they lifted more, they would feel the need to take that rest. And, and we tell people that too, that you should want every second of those 60 seconds or 90 seconds 
Um, you should want every bit of it and you should want your rest days too. If, if you're not looking forward to rest days, again, you're not, you know, you're not lifting enough. Yeah. Usually. And I think women it's especially uh, completely underestimate what they're capable of. Yeah. That's why the reps and reserve is nice because eventually, even if that's what they're saying at the beginning, once they understand what reps and reserve actually means and what ac heavy actually feels like, um, they get better at guessing it takes them longer because they're lifting more. Um, mm -hmm. They're just better at utilizing the program the way it's supposed to be used. And it's a learning curve. So it's expected. We have the same thing at the beginning of most programs is those comments. I don't know what right. reps and reserve is. I don't get it. And this doesn't take as long as I thought it would. Am I doing it wrong? Okay. And, and I mean, if you, if you're an, if you're doing in person, that's when we get to walk over with heavier weights with a big grin on our face <laughs> and put it down and take your lighter weights. I, I absolutely love that part of it. You know, or if somebody says, you know, puts a weight down and you say, how many could you have done? Oh, maybe one or two. And you, you know, they had eight to 10 left. And so you double the weight and they give you the shock look and they do it. And yeah. if it's the right person, that's empowering for them. But when you're online, the way it is, it there's a lot more on the person to understand that. Um, and I love it. I love it when, you know, you would put in the program one to two reps. And I knew that I maybe had one if my life depended on it. That's, yeah. you know, that's kind of, uh, I think, where where you want people to, do, to be. And I think you wrote it that way. Mm -hmm. It's just developing the skill to get there so that you yeah. actually understand what that feels like. Yep. We really appreciate your insight into all the things that we've been doing. We appreciate your insight into you know, your coaching career and especially just the, the importance of what this has been to you, just finding strength training as a whole. Billy, do you have any final questions for Joanne? No. Yeah, that was good. Good. Well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on. You guys have a, have a great program going on there. Um, and I think you're doing some, some spectacular things. We really appreciate you. Everybody listening, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.